Good morning, and peace be with you. Thank you for braving the elements today. It was a mess this morning. Seems to be subsiding a little bit, and uh, my weatherman and I concur that, uh, that it's going to let off a little bit this morning, probably around 10. It should be, you know, uh, a lot easier to drive through than it was this morning. But anyhow, um, I want to welcome you here. Uh, we'll have announcements in a minute, but uh, just did anyone uh, come to the uh, the concert yesterday on Sunday? Yeah? I heard it was delightful, and I heard there was plenty of food, and so I'm glad that you uh, had a chance to enjoy that. Um, I heard Rosalie Lyon was here, so that was exciting. That was neat, and so thank you to everybody who um, who came and who participated and helped make it happen. And so I think, without further ado, who do we have for uh, announcements today? Ed. All right, Ed, take it away. Ed, we'll have a really good shoe. Ed, you'll have a very good shoe. A very good shoe. Welcome and peace be with you. Peace be with you. On my welcome, I wanted to point out a few things that uh, are kind of important. Uh, as a reminder, the month for missions in December is for the Jewish, Jewish Chosen People's Ministry. So we have a few more uh, weeks that uh, we can contribute if we care to do that. Um, most of you have been coming, but uh, some have not made it. But there's a reminder that Advent lunch is on uh, Tuesdays now instead of Wednesdays. So at noon, we feed you and then you get fed some more because we study and read out of the Bible. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is we also have a Christmas Eve service. I call it a Christmas afternoon service because it's at 3 o'clock on December 24th. So invite your family and friends. We may have some surprise um, activities taking place. We'll see. Another thing, most of us have received our 2023 calendar. So what you need to do also is uh, make a note. It's in our bulletin announcement that our annual congregational meeting will be Saturday, January 21st at high noon in the fellowship hall. So put that on your um, calendar where we will have lunch together and then uh, be followed by a meeting about 1245. Another thing that came up in the council meetings on Saturday was that um, we really need to recognize some, some of the teams that are here at this church. And uh, one of them that's been doing an outstanding job all year um, has been uh, very, uh, how should we say, conscientious about making sure we have beautiful flowers uh, at all times. And uh, I, I was wanting to hope that there was going to be more than one, but we have the one and only Karen Wilson. If she would stand, and most of you know who she is, please give her a hand. Oh, and, and Pam. Pam. Thanks, Pam. And LaVon, who's not here. I didn't see you back there, Pam. Thank you. I'm sorry? Bonnie? Yes, Bonnie, too. See? 
I blew it. But anyway, I got most of it done correctly, and uh, we'll continue. You'll see and then one, one other thing, um, this next Sunday, uh, Pastor Russ Lackey um, will be here, and he will be doing the sermon uh, 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 on, on the Sunday. Saturday is a wedding here for a past member. Uh, Aaron Peterson's daughter Eve is going to be married here. And so Russ is flying out to officiate that and uh, he will be here. I have asked him uh, to participate in the service and so he will be giving the proclamation just so you know, so you can tell a friend. Question? That's right. The fellowship, if you could hear that booming voice, uh, uh, the fellowship will be in uh, the, fellow, the fellowship hall, and there are empanadas there amongst other goodies, too. So stay for uh, fellowship and some wonderful food. Okay? say 
blessed cross which doth for all atone creation's praises rise before thy throne lift high the cross the love of Christ proclaim till all the Will you please stand if you're able? <clears throat> we come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord 
for this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise. Let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Hallelujah. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation. Blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we implore you to hear our prayers and to lighten the darkness of our hearts by the gracious, by your gracious visitation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit. One God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Again, peace be with you. Our first reading will be in Isaiah on chapter 35 uh, verses um, 1 through 10 should be on 1111 in your pew Bible if you'd like to follow along. This particular reading talks about joy to the redeemed um, the scripture assures us that God will be there for us 
Why? Because He's redeemed us through Jesus Christ. So, continuing on, 35.1. The desert and parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon, they will see the glory of the Lord. The splendor of our God, strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear, your God will come. He will come with vengeance and divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool. The thirsty ground bubbling springs. In the haunts where the jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. And a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast. They will not be found there. But only the redeemed will walk there. And those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing, and everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Please uh, turn your bulletins to 146, Psalm 146, and um, we can uh, do this responsibly as we usually do. Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. Praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praises to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground, and on that very day, plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose help is in the Lord their God he is the maker of heaven and earth see in everything in them he remains faithful forever he upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry the Lord sets prisoners free the Lord gives sight to the blind the Lord lifts up those who are bowed down the Lord lifts up the righteous 
The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord, the Lord reigns, reigns forever. forever. God was I am for all. all generations. Praise to the Lord. The next reading in the New Testament is in, going to be in James. It's right close to Peter, 1 Peter. Um, I believe the, uh, we have that on a, a page number 1885, if I'm not mistaken, in the Pew Bible. Yes, 1885. But what I'd like to do is my reading says to read uh, James 5, 7 through 11, but it, it, it's much better if I read a little bit, a few more verses before that. It really sets the precedent for that reading. So I will read uh, James 5, starting with verse 1. Again, it's, this reading is the warning to the rich and calls for patience and suffering. Verse 1, warning to the rich oppressors. Now listen, you rich people, weep and wail because of the misery that is coming upon you. Your wealth has rotted. Moss have eaten your, eaten your clothes, your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, the wages you've failed to pay, the workmen who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. Five, you have lived on the earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered innocent men who were not opposing you. Patience and suffering. Be patient then, brothers, and until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crops, and now, and how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against each other, brothers, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we confessed, we confessed, um, sorry, as you know, we considered blessed those who have preserved. Preserved. You have heard of Job's, Job's perseverance, and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or any, or by anything else. But your yes. Be yes, and your no, no, or you will be condemned.
This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 11th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning is indeed from St. Matthew, chapter 11, verses 2 through 15, and can be found on page 1512 of your Pew Bible. Matthew records when John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? And Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No. Those who wear fine clothes are in the king's palaces. Then, what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes. I tell you, and more than a prophet... This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I tell you, among those born of woman, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet, whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence, and violent people have been raiding it. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who who was to come. Whoever has ears, let them hear. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? 
May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So, did you hear what the divine preacher had to say about John? He said, truly I say to you among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. You heard it in today's gospel, and that is what Jesus had to say about John. No one, not one, none is greater. You heard it yourself, straight from the mouth of, of Jesus Christ. So, if John is so great, shouldn't he be living the victorious Christian life? Shouldn't he be living the American dream if John is so great? What is John doing in prison? Today's reading from the gospel does not include the reason John was in prison, but other parts of the gospel fill in the details. We we learn that John was in prison because he spoke the truth. He spoke the truth to power. In this case, the power was Herod Antipas, Uh, He was the son of Herod the Great. Herod Antipas had stolen the wife of his brother Philip. This was a clear case of adultery. And John the Baptist fearlessly and faithfully condemned Herod for this adultery. So, Herod had him arrested. You really can't blame John for having his doubts. He had done what he was supposed to do. He was already a prophet in his mother's womb as he leapt for joy when Mary approached bearing Jesus in her womb. He had baptized thousands for repentance in anticipation of the coming Messiah. He had done everything that he was supposed to do. And yet, he ended up in the clink. You can't blame him for looking back over his ministry and wondering if it was all worth it. There There are many who struggle with the idea that John had doubts. John was the last of the Old Testament prophets. John preached with power. John baptized the Lord and heard a voice from heaven and saw the Spirit descend as a dove. And surely someone who had all these experiences wouldn't crack under pressure. There has to be another answer, right? 
wrong. No. No. For us Christians, now hear this, because I'm preaching this to myself too. For us Christians, there is never a time when faith is very far from the edge of unbelief. Yeah, I just said that. Satan never leaves us Christians alone. But each day he works harder to take us away from Christ. And John was no exception. The sad reality is is that even preachers can lose the faith that they preach to others. Both the preacher and the hearer are not immune to unbelief. And we, cre- we Christians know that life can become so miserable, like Job, that we are forced to ask ourselves, if God really cares about us, perhaps we go to the extreme and question whether God really exists. John's question was a little different. You see, he sent his disciples to ask whether Jesus was the Christ. He asked them to ask, are you the one who is to come, or should we be looking for another? Now, John, who had pointed to Jesus the Messiah, toyed with the idea that he may have made a misidentification. If Jesus was not the Christ predicted by the prophets, then John's ministry was a total waste. Now, when John's disciples came to Jesus, Jesus, he answered them. And he said, go and tell John what you hear and see. Go and tell John Jesus understood John's doubts. He understood that John needed assurance. And then Jesus appointed John's disciples to be apostles, which means sent ones, ones who are specifically sent to bring their witness to John. Jesus invited John's disciples to witness his work. And then to go and to take this witness, this proclamation of his work back to John. Here is a very basic truth. Very basic truth. When we have doubts, Jesus says this, hear what I have done. He sends people to proclaim the wonders that he has done so that we can hear about them. By by this proclamation of his deeds, he sends the Holy Spirit to bear us up and strengthen us as we travel through this sinful world and especially as we travel through those darker times of doubt. Here, what I have done. Hear what Christ has done for you. 
And Jesus told John's disciples to take two kinds of proclamation to John. First, there is the proclamation of the signs and the credentials that Jesus is who he says he is. That is this. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up. And these signs are the fulfillment of prophecy. In fact, we did hear some of that prophecy in today's Old Testament reading. And these signs clearly identify Jesus as the promised Messiah. These visible miracles of Jesus are credentials that validate the authority to perform the most important miracle of all. As Jesus himself once said, when he healed a paralytic. This is in Matthew 9, 6. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said this to the paralytic. Rise and pick up your bed and go home. Jesus has the authority to forgive sins. This miracle of forgiveness is much more important than all the other miracles combined. This is the miracle that the disciples will proclaim when they tell John that the poor have good news preached to them. This is nothing other than Jesus telling the poor that he forgives their sins. Here's the true antidote for doubt. The true antidote for doubt is this. The proclamation that Jesus forgives sins. Now we may think that we can take comfort and certainty in many supernatural attributes of God. In taking comfort in his power and his knowledge, his wisdom, his holiness, and so forth. But that is really not the case. Without forgiveness, those other attributes only serve to terrify us. If there is no forgiveness, then God's holiness only sets him apart from sinful people like us. If there is no forgiveness, then God's total knowledge reveals our every sin. And if there is no forgiveness, then God's power is there to punish our sin. Without forgiveness, God is simply the ultimate terror. When there is forgiveness, then God is comfort, and God is assurance. When there is forgiveness, God's holiness is for us. When there is forgiveness, God acknowledges or he, well... When there is forgiveness, God's knowledge serves us. When there is forgiveness, God's power protects us. And with forgiveness, God is the ultimate comfort. He is the ultimate reassurance. 
Forgiveness does not come cheap, does it? The one who earns forgiveness must satisfy God's justice. And God's justice requires the punishment of the sin. And that is exactly what Jesus did. Jesus took your sin into himself. And then when God punished your sin, the punishment fell on Jesus and not on you and not on me. And when Jesus hung on the cross, he took your place as the target of God's just punishment of sin. This is nothing other than God's perfect love enduring God's perfect justice for you. This is Jesus earning forgiveness for you. And Jesus put the finishing touches on the cure for doubt a few days later after he died. You remember his friends placed his dead body in the tomb, but it did not stay there. Instead, Jesus transformed his mortal body into immortality, and he rose from the dead. And it is his resurrection that is the ultimate sign that Jesus will do exactly what he has promised to do, and that is he will return and raise us all to live with him forever. John did not see Jesus do any miracles, but he heard the proclamation of Jesus from his disciples. And they proclaimed the physical healing miracles of Jesus as his credentials. And then they proclaimed the forgiveness of sins to John, and the Holy Spirit removed all of John's doubts. You see, faith does not feed on miracles. Many of Jesus' opponents, they saw his miracles and refused to believe. Faith feeds on the gospel, the proclamation that Jesus forgives sins. People do not die for something that they know is a lie. Hundreds, perhaps thousands of people died proclaiming that they saw that they touched, that they spoke with, that they ate with, and otherwise interacted with the living Lord after they knew that he had died on the cross. They proclaimed the forgiveness of sins earned by Jesus Christ in their lives, and they proclaimed him with their deaths. And through these martyrs, we receive the same proclamation— of the forgiveness of sins that John received from his disciples. And this is the proclamation that cures our doubts. Jesus Christ forgives your sins. In the name of Jesus, amen. Baptist, prophet of God.
fresh, your holiday season is going to be easy, convenient, delicious, and stress-free. This weird new tool is quickly becoming the most popular Christmas gift of 2022. It replaces... Was a prophet of God Almighty in old Judea. John the Baptist was preparing a way for Jesus. It was John the Baptist, was a prophet of God Almighty in old Judea. John the Baptist was preparing a way for Jesus. John lived simple and he lived the truth. Lord, make me like John. He did just what he came to do. Lord, make me like John. Told everybody about Jesus coming. Baptized him in the river Jordan. Oh, John the Baptist was a prophet of God Almighty in old Judea. John the Baptist was preparing a way for Jesus. It was prophet of God. It was John. Sacrifice, Lord, make me like John. Was even willing to give his life. Lord, make me like John. In the meantime, the Lord preached up a stone. That's the way the faith was born. It was John the Baptist, was a prophet of God Almighty in old Judea. John the Baptist was preparing a way for Jesus. It was John the prophet of God. Lord, give me the strength and give me courage. Lord, make me like John. Make me your faithful, worthy servant. Lord, make me like John. Help me, Lord, to pave your way into somebody's heart today, just like John the Baptist. Was a prophet of God Almighty in old Judea. John the Baptist was preparing a way for Jesus. It was John the Baptist, was a prophet of God Almighty in old Judea. John the Baptist was preparing a way for Jesus. It was John the Baptist. It was John the Baptist. It was John the Prophet of God! Will you please stand if you're able? <clears throat> Let us now confess our faith together at the words of the Nicene Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin. <clears throat> we believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, Light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. 
Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate with the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. And on the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Lord and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He was spoken through the prophets. We believe in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for all people in accordance with their needs. Father of all mercies, the visitation of your Son has enlightened the darkness of our hearts and every corner of creation. Hear us as we pray in his name and according to his will. O God, you have sent messengers to Prepare the way of your Son's coming. Grant us ears to hear and hearts to believe the words delivered by pastors and all who bear your word. Lord, in your mercy. And gracious Lord, you have instituted the home to be a refuge for husbands and wives and a place of growth and safety for children. Look with favor upon the homes of our land and grant that the faith might be delivered from one generation to the next. Lord, in your mercy. Righteous Lord, you rule over all things in heaven and on earth until that day when your Son comes in glory to usher in his kingdom Give wisdom and insight to all leaders that we may live peaceable lives. Lord, in your mercy. O oh Lord, the prophet Isaiah looked for the day when blind eyes would see and deaf ears would hear. Lame legs would leap and mute tongues would sing. Until the final day of restoration Draw near to all who have requested our prayers, especially those that we name out loud or on our hearts right now. And give them healing according to your gracious will. Bind up those who grieve that they may look for the resurrection of all flesh. Lord, in your mercy... With great jubilation, O Lord, we rejoice at your Son's gracious visitation in his body and blood in the fellowship of this altar. Grant us faith to receive him worthily as he comes in this foretaste of the Lamb's marriage feast. 
Lord, in your mercy, O God, your love invites us to rejoice in your goodness in every circumstance of life. Teach us the joy that comes from knowing your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and eagerly expecting his gracious visitation through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and ever-living God. You comforted your people with the promise of the Redeemer, through whom you will also make all things new in the day when he comes again to judge the world in righteousness. And so... With the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again after supper, Jesus took the cup, and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us together pray the prayer that Jesus gave to us, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. 
thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. The antidote to doubt is that Jesus forgives you of your sins. Did you hear me? He forgives you of your sins. Yes, even that sin. So come. The table is prepared for all who confess Christ as Lord and Savior, Savior and Rescuer from sin, death, and the devil. The ushers will bring you forward. I think I might need... Oh, thank you. There they are. Yay. <laughs>
father of the son that needed Jesus' divine intervention and miracle said, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Shine, Jesus, shine. Display your likeness, ever change.